and welcome to this week's episode of The Corecast. I'm your host, Chris Harris, a certified personal trainer and Pilates instructor, and I've been working with clients for almost 18 years to help them get stronger, move better, and recover from injury. And I'm going to share some of the things that I've learned from my experiences with you. We're going to talk about cervical cancer in this week's episode. Uh, it's a significant global health issue that affects thousands of women each year. It's a type of cancer that develops in the cervix, the lower part of the uterus, and in this week's podcast, we're going to explore the various aspects of cervical cancer, including its causes, treatment options, and the influence of nutrition and exercise on its prevention and management. According to the World Health Organization, cervical cancer is the fourth most common cancer in, the, in women worldwide. Here are some statistics related to cervical cancer. Cervical cancer accounts for approximately 7.5% of all female cancer cases globally. In 2020, an estimated 604,000 new cases of cervical cancer were diagnosed worldwide. Cervical cancer causes approximately 342,000 deaths annually, making it the fourth leading cause of cancer-related deaths among women. Low- and middle-income countries bear the highest burden of cervical cancer, accounting for over 85% of the global cases and deaths. Vaccination against HPV can prevent up to 90% of cervical cancer cases. Regular screening programs such as a pap smear or HPV testing have the potential to detect precancerous lesions and early-stage cervical cancer, leading to better treatment outcomes. Despite the availability of effective screening and vaccination measures, many women in low-resource settings still lack access to these interventions, resulting in higher mortality rates. January is recognized as Cervical Cancer Awareness Month, aiming to raise awareness about the importance of prevention, early detection, and vaccination. These statistics highlight the significant impact of cervical cancer on women's health worldwide and emphasize the urgent need for prevention strategies, improved access to healthcare services, and increased awareness about the disease. According to the National Cancer Center, cervical cancer starts in the cells of the cervix. The cervix is the lower, narrow end of the uterus or womb, and the cervix connects the uterus to the vagina or birth canal. Cervical cancer usually develops slowly over time. Before cancer appears in the cervix, the cells of the cervix go through changes, known as dysplasia, in which abnormal cells begin to appear in the cervical tissue. Over time, if not removed or destroyed, the abnormal cells may become cancer cells and start to grow and spread more deeply into the cervix and surrounding areas. There are two types of cervical cancer. Squamous cell carcinoma is most cervical cancer, up to 90%. The cancers that develop and start the cells in the ectocervix, the outer part of the cervix that opens to the vagina, and then adenocarcinoma, which is a cervical adenocarcinoma developing in the glandular cells of the endocervix. Clear cell endocarcinoma is rare type of cervical cancer. Cervical cancer is primarily caused by persistent infection with certain types of human papillomavirus. HPV. While HPV is a common sexually transmitted infection, most cases do not progress to cancer. However, certain risk factors such as multiple sexual partners, early sexual activity, smoking, and a weakened immune system can increase the likelihood of developing cervical cancer. Effective treatment strategies for cervical cancer encompass a range of options, including surgery, radiation therapy, and chemotherapy. Surgical procedures aim to remove cancerous tissue, while radiation therapy uses high-energy radiation to kill cancer cells. Chemotherapy involves the use of drugs to destroy cancer cells or stop their growth. 
The choice of treatment depends on the stage of cancer, tumor size, and patient preferences. In addition to medical interventions, lifestyle factors such as nutrition and exercise play a crucial role in the prevention and management of cervical cancer. A healthy diet rich in fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and lean proteins can provide essential nutrients and antioxidants that support the immune system and help prevent the development of cervical cancer. Regular exercise has also been shown to have a positive impact on overall health, including reduced risk of chronic diseases and improving immune function. As we delve into the topic of cervical cancer, again, important to note that January is recognized as Cervical Cancer Awareness Month. This is designated month serves an opportunity to raise awareness about the importance of early detection, regular screenings, and vaccinations against HPV. By increasing awareness and understanding of cervical cancer, we can empower people to take proactive steps towards prevention, early diagnosis, and effective treatment. We're going to look at a little bit more detail about human papillomavirus. It's a common sexu- sexually transmitted infection that can affect both men and women. It's a group of more than 100 related viruses with some types being classified as high risk and others as low risk. HPV is primarily transmitted through sexual contact, including, including vaginal, anal, and oral sex. HPV can cause a variety of health issues, including genital warts and certain types of cancer. The most well-known cancer associated with HPV is cervical cancer, but it can also lead to other types of cancer, such as anal, vaginal, vulvar, penile, and throat cancer. And there are different strains of HPV. They're categorized as either low risk or high risk based on their potential to cause cancer. Low risk HPV strains such as type 6 and 11 are responsible for causing genital warts. While these warts can be bothersome and uncomfortable, they do not generally lead to cancer. On the other hand, high risk HPV strains, particularly type 16 and 18, are strongly associated with the development of cervical cancer. These high-risk strains can infect the cells of the cervix and cause changes in their DNA, leading to abnormal cell growth and the potential development of cancer over time. Other high-risk HPV types, such as type 31, 33, 45, and 52, are also implicated in the development of cervical and other types of cancer. It's important to note that HPV infections are usually asymptomatic, meaning that individuals may not show any visible signs or symptoms. This makes regular screenings such as pap tests or HPV tests crucial for early detection and treatment of any abnormal cell changes. Prevention of HPV infection is possible through vaccination. The HPV vaccine is recommended for both girls and boys before they become sexually active. It provides protection against the most common high-risk HPV strains that cause cervical and other types of cancers. Vaccination not only reduces the risk of HPV infection, but also helps protect against the development of related diseases. In addition to vaccination, practicing safe sex by using condoms consistently and correctly can lower the risk of HPV transmission. Limiting sexual partners and avoiding sexual activity at a young age also contribute to reducing the likelihood of the HPV infection. To recap, HPV is a common sexually transmitted infection that can lead to various health issues, including genital warts and certain types of cancer. Understanding the risks associated with HPV, practicing safe sex, and getting vaccinated are important measures to protect against HPV infection and its potential consequences. Regular screenings for early detection and appropriate medical interventions are essential in managing HPV-related conditions and preventing the progression to cancer. 
Treatment for cervical cancer depends on several factors, again, including the stage of cancer, the size and location of the tumor, the patient's overall health, and their preferences. The primary treatment options for cervical cancer include surgery, radiation therapy, and chemotherapy. Surgery is one of the procedures for cervical cancer that aims to remove the cancerous tissue. The type of surgery performed depends on the stage of the cancer and whether the patient wishes to preserve fertility. One of the things is a cone biopsy, and this procedure involves removing a cone-shaped piece of tissue from the cervix. It is often used for early-stage cervical cancer or for diagnosing and treating precancerous changes in the cervix. Another is radical trachelectomy, and this surgery is performed with younger women with early-stage cervical cancer who wish, wish to preserve their fertility. It involves removing the cervix and upper part of the vagina while leaving the uterus intact. And then there's hysterectomy. In a more advanced cases, hysterectomy may be recommended, which involves the removal of the uterus and sometimes the surrounding tissues, such as ovaries and lymph nodes. Radiation therapy is another treatment. It uses high-energy x-rays or other forms of radiation to kill cancer cells and shrink tumors. There's two main types of radiation therapy for cervical cancer. One is called external beam radiation, and this involves directing radiation from a machine outside the body towards a cancer site. It's typically given daily over several weeks. And brachytherapy is a form of radiation therapy that involves placing a radioactive source directly into the vagina or cervix, and it can be used alone or in combination with external beam radiation. Brachytherapy develops a high, delivers a high dose of radiation to the tumor while minimizing damage to surrounding healthy tissue. Chemotherapy is another way. It uses drugs to kill cancer cells or stop their growth. It can be administered through a vein or taken orally. Chemotherapy may be used in various ways for cervical cancer treatment. Concurrent chemotherapy is often given alongside radiation therapy to enhance its effectiveness. The chemotherapy drugs help make the cancer cells more sensitive to radiation. Neoadjuvant chemotherapy is a chemotherapy given before surgery or radiation therapy to shrink the tumor and make it easier to remove. Adjuvant chemotherapy is a chemotherapy given after surgery or radiation therapy to kill any remaining cancer cells and reduce the risk of recurrence. In addition to these primary treatment approaches, targeted therapy and immunotherapy are emerging as potential treatment options for advanced or recurrent cervical cancer. These therapies work by targeting specific molecules or stimulating the immune system to recognize and destroy cancer cells. It's important to note that the choices of treatment and its effectiveness may vary for each individual, and it's crucial to consult with a healthcare provider who specializes in gynecologic oncology to determine the most suitable treatment plan based on the specific circumstances of the patient. Regular follow-up care and screenings are also essential to monitor for any recurrence or new developments. According to cancer.gov, Doctors estimate cervical cancer prognosis by using statistics collected over many years from people with cervical cancer. One statistic that is commonly used in making a prognosis is a five-year relative survival rate. The five-year relative survival rate tells you what percentage of people with the same type and stage of cervical cancer are alive five years after their cancer was diagnosed, compared with people in the overall population. For example, the five-year relative survival rate for cervical cancer diagnosed at an early stage is 91%. This means that people diagnosed with early-stage cervical cancer are 91% as likely as people who do not have cervical cancer to be alive in five years after diagnosis. 
The five-year relative survival rates for cervical cancer are as follows. When cervical cancer is diagnosed at an early stage, the five-year relative survival rate is 91%. When cervical cancer is diagnosed after it's spread to nearby tissues, organs, or regional lymph nodes, the five-year relative survival rate is 60%. When cervical cancer is diagnosed after it is spread to a distant part of the body, the five-year relative survival rate is 19%. And the five-year relative survival rate for all people with cervical cancer is 67%. And you can learn more about statistics for cervical cancer from our CancerStat Facts Collection. Understanding cervical survival rate statistics are based on large groups of people, so they can't be used to predict exactly what will happen to you. The doctor who knows most about your situation is in the best position to discuss these statistics and talk with you about your prognosis. And it's important to note the following when reviewing survival statistics. No two people are entirely alike, and responses to treatment can vary greatly. Survival statistics use information collected from large groups of people who may have received different types of treatment, and it takes several years to see the effect of nutrition and exercise play a significant role in the prevention of cervical cancer. Here's how. Balanced diet. A healthy and balanced diet is crucial for maintaining overall health and reducing the risk of cervical cancer. It includes a variety of fruits, vegetables, whole grains, lean proteins, and healthy fats in daily meals. These foods are rich in vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, and fiber, which help strengthen the immune system and protect against cancer development. Eating antioxidant-rich foods. Antioxidants are rich foods like berries, leafy greens, citrus fruits, and nuts help neutralize harmful free radicals in the body. Free radicals can damage cells and contribute to cancer development. Including antioxidant-rich foods in your diet can help reduce the risk of cervical cancer. Folate intake. Having adequate folate intake is essential for preventing surgical cancer. Foods such as dark leafy greens, legumes, citrus fruits, and fortified cereals contain high levels of folate. Folate plays a crucial role in DNA synthesis and repair, which can help prevent the development of abnormal cervical cells. Vitamin C. It's an important nutrient that supplements the immune system and helps fighting off infections. It also plays a role in preventing cervical cancer by protecting against the HPV virus, which is a primary cause of cervical cancer. Citrus fruits, strawberries, bell peppers, and broccoli are excellent sources of vitamin C. Regular exercise. Engaging in regular physical activity has numerous health benefits, including reducing the risk of cervical cancer. Exercise helps maintain a healthy weight, boosts the immune system, improves circulation, and reduces inflammation. You want to aim for at least 150 minutes of moderate intensity aerobic activity or 75 minutes of vigorous intensity aerobic activity per week. Weight management. Maintaining a healthy weight is crucial for overall health and can help reduce the risk of cervical cancer. Obesity is associated with a higher risk of developing cervical cancer and increases the likelihood of complications during treatment. Incorporate regular exercise and a balanced diet to achieve and maintain a healthy weight. And at the HPV vaccination, while it's not directly related to nutrition and exercise, it's important to mention that vaccination against HPV is a highly effective preventative measure against cervical cancer. HPV vaccines are recommended for both males and females before they become sexually active. It's important to note that while nutrition and exercise can significantly reduce the risk of cervical cancer, regular screenings, such as those pap tests and HPV tests, are still crucial for early detection and prevention. 
consult with your healthcare provider for personalized advice and guidance regarding cervical cancer prevention strategies. Thanks so much for joining me for this week's episode of The Corecast. Make sure to tune in next week for another great episode. Follow The Corecast on all major podcast platforms. Visit our website at www.core-fit.com, and that's core with a K, for great information and resources about Pilates, fitness, health and wellness, and more. We've launched the Core Fitness Workout Channel with virtual workouts at your fingertips. Try a week for free. You can also follow up, find us on Instagram at, at core underscore fitness underscore az. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting our work by donating using the link provided at the bottom of the description. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>